0: Hello there, YouTube. Myron Golden here, and today I'm going to talk to you about the divergence of wealth creation. What does that even mean? It means, why is it easy for some people to create wealth and it's hard for others? And that's exactly what I'm going to talk to you about today. So um, if you you want to look at success principles, I believe the first success principle that we were ever given, God gave it to us in Genesis chapter 1, the first thing he ever said to a human being. It's really fascinating to me that... Uh, the scripture says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, I don't know how your mind works, but when I read that, I'm thinking to myself, like, as soon as I read that and I understand the heaven and the earth as much as I understand, I think, why would he do that? Like, why would God create the heaven and the earth? And, um, well, heaven is God's throne and earth is his footstool. Was, was he tired? Did he need someplace to put his feet? No. So, so why did he do it? The only answer I've been able to come up with is, God created the heaven and the earth because he is creative and therefore it is his nature to create. So think of the heavens and the earth as an expression and an extension of God's creativity, right? That's what, that's what, why did God create the heaven and the earth? Well, it's an extension expression. Okay, so that's the first thing that God tells about God is that he's creative. And as I've asserted in videos in the past, the reason, like if you meet somebody the first thing you tell them about yourself may not be the most important thing about you, but it's the most important thing you want them to know about you. Are you t- are you tracking? So when God introduced himself to man in Genesis one one, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, he's telling us something about himself that's important for us to know. Why is it important for us to know that God created the heaven and the earth and that God is creative? Why is that important for us to know? That is important for us to know because it also tells us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27, that God created man in his own image and after his likeness. So the reason it's important for us to know that God is creative is because he's telling us that he created us in his image, and therefore that means he created us to create stuff and he made us to make stuff. And by the way, if you are not living in your creative space, you are not gonna feel, feel fulfilled in your life. You're gonna feel unfulfilled if you are not creating. And what's really interesting about it is that God, in his infinite wisdom, deposited a different aspect of his creativity inside of all of us, right? So I, I, I've I, got creativity, but I don't have the same creativity Tom has. And Tom doesn't have the same creativity Patrick has. And Patrick doesn't have the same creativity Denise has. Like, we all have a different aspect. And God set it up in such a way that what your creativity lacks, mine has. And what mine lacks, yours has, Right? And so God didn't make us, he didn't make us codependent, but he also didn't make us independent. He made us, he made us interdependent, right? Like you, you can't kill your left arm without your right arm dying too, right? So you, everything is here to support everything else. And so, so God created us to be creative. So that's the first thing God tells about God. The first thing God tells about man is that he created us in his image, which means he created us to create stuff, and he made us to make stuff. So that's why when we are creating, some people create music and it makes them feel fulfilled other people create words and it makes them feel other people use hammers and nails and saws and they make furniture out of wood and that makes them feel fulfilled right so all of us have a different aspect of god's creativity deposited inside of us now here's the first that's the first thing god tells us about god that's the first thing god tells us about man man adam man adom not ish man ish would be male and ishah would be female in hebrew but adom is man like humans right So the first thing God tells us about man is that he created us in his image. Well, the first thing he says to man, Genesis chapter one, verse 27, 28, it says, and the Lord God commanded the man, oh, and God blessed them. God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Now, I love the fact that it says, and God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Why? Because God blessed them first which means he gave them the capacity before he gave the command. He gave the ability before he gave the assignment. So if God tells us to do something, we know we can do the thing because he doesn't tell us to do something he hasn't already blessed us to do. Can I get a witness? Where are my people at? All right. So so I, I love the fact, I love the fact that when I, when I have it in me to do something, I know that thing that's in me to do is something I can do. Now, I may not be able to do it today, but eventually, over time, Worst case scenario, I can become the person who can do the thing. Now, okay, so God said, so God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Now, if we look at what God said in the beginning, and I know I'm gonna do this part really fast because I've got other videos on this, and I don't want to I don't want to go into too much time, but um, one of my favorite authors is Daniel Priestley. He's a British British dude, British author, and he wrote Key Person of Influence. If you haven't read that book, you want to read it. He wrote um, oversubscribed, one of my favorites of all times. I wrote 24 Assets and the Entrepreneur Revolution. Those are just four books that I've read. Well, in 24 Assets, one of the assertions that Daniel Priestley makes is that income follows assets, right? And the reason people who have wealth have wealth is because they have valuable assets. They've created valuable assets. The reason people who don't have wealth don't have wealth is because they've not yet created valuable assets and so some people some people get paid for assets in real time and that's the only time they get paid and who are are those people people who sell their time to the highest bidder like hourly workers the only asset they have is the thing that they know how to do so as long as they're doing it they get paid right well i don't want to be i don't want to be my only asset right i want to create some assets that don't require my attention and my intention in order for me to get paid. I, I I think you probably would desire to have the same thing, and the more assets we can create and and or accumulate, the more wealth we can have. I promise you, if you look around, if you look around your life, and you see the 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 things that you get paid for, and you count them. If your income is low, the number of assets that you have that you get paid for is a very small number, right? But if you look around your life and the number of assets you get paid for are a lot, then you're probably making a lot of money. Why? Because income follows assets. Now, where do I get the assets from? I can either create them or I can buy them, acquire them, right? So I'm going to do one of those two things. Okay. So The first thing we see in Genesis chapter one, God established the platform. He established the what? Platform. Platform. So the platform is this. The platform is time, space. What's the other one? Matter. Time, space, and matter. Like God set that up at the very beginning of Genesis 1 when he said in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God, that's Hebrew, by the way, for in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And when that happened, God established the time, space, and matter in the beginning. Before that, there was no time. So now we have time. God created the heavens. That's space. And then the earth, that's matter. Y'all tracking, right? Okay. So then God gives the parameters. And the parameters are, parameters okay the parameters are God said and the Lord God commanded the man say uh, um, and God blessed them and said to them be fruitful be fruitful what is a fruit a fruit is a living organism whose seed is in itself an apple has apple seeds in it an orange has orange seeds in it right whose seed is in itself so when God said be fruitful what he's saying is produce on the outside based on what I put on the inside Now, here's why most people don't do this. By the way, this is the the genesis of your asset creation, your asset accumulation is be fruitful, okay? That's the genesis of your asset accumulation. What does that mean? God said, produce on the outside based on what I put on the inside. Here's why most people don't have assets, because they've been programmed by the world system, what I call the cultural hypnotic societal mechanism, to not value or trust their creativity, And because you don't value or trust your creativity, you don't use that creativity to produce assets that income can follow. Are y'all tracking? Okay, so he said, be fruitful. Why? Because fruitfulness is not something you do. Fruitfulness, fruitful is something you become. Fruitful is not something you do. You wouldn't say to somebody, do fruitful, right? And then it says, and multiply. Well, multiply is a do. You wouldn't say, be multiply. That wouldn't make any sense. You'd say, do multiply. Go, do multiply, right? So the implied verb, not stated, but implied, is do. Multiplication is something you do. So... How, what, what, how do I how do I do the thing by becoming the person right so so what's interesting is the implied verb do presupposes that you become the person who can do it be fruitful then multiply whose seed is in itself producing the outside based on what I put in the inside and multiply what's multiply mean it means to increase right What did Warren Wiersbe say, I don't remember which book it was in, but one of his books, he said, any fool can count the number of seeds in an apple, but only God can count the number of apples in a seed, right? And so so when we think about what God is saying when he's saying be fruitful and multiply, we're supposed to create things that perpetuate, right? We're supposed to create things that can create for us perpetual income from that asset. Be fruitful and multiply, increase, which... The other thing he's telling us is that our lives as human beings are to be progressively productive. Be fruitful and multiply, replenish, which replenish mean? it means to fill up. So I'm supposed to increase and fill up the earth. That's what the scriptures command, that's the first thing God ever said to a human. So it's important for me to be fruitful, produce on the outside based on what God put on the inside, multiply, increase, fill up the earth with that increase. You know, a lot of people would have us to believe that somehow, like people are the worst thing that ever happened to the to the planet, right? The whole the planet thing, whatever, whatever. Nobody ever defines it; they just talk about it, right? I, I believe that we should not pollute. I believe that the scripture says clearly, "Thou shalt not pollute the land in which you dwell." Okay, there's there's the clear command from God. But I don't believe that the by, like the byproduct of anything is is free radical damage, right? So you can't. Pur- that's just, that was a very scientific explanation was so like you eat food and it turns into waste you drink water which is good and it turns into waste you can't produce something good without producing a byproduct that's not good does that make sense it's not possible right so so human beings try to act like that cities are inorganic and i've always been fascinated by that and i know i'm chasing rabbits but it's a good rabbit I've always been fascinated by the fact, we go into the woods, we see an eagle nest, and we say, oh, that's so beautiful, that's so natural. We see a beaver dam, oh, that's so beautiful, it's so natural. We see an anthill, oh, that's so beautiful, it's so natural. We see a beehive, oh, that's so beautiful, it's so natural. So when animals use their limited creativity to create something that makes their experience of life better, we call that natural and organic, but when human beings do the same thing, we call it inorganic. I believe the city of Tampa, Atlanta, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Uh, um, Tokyo, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that those cities are just as organic as a beaver dam out in the middle of the forest and in the river in the forest. Because I know you wouldn't have a beaver dam in the forest, you have to have a river. I get that part, but it came out faster than I thought about it. Okay, so there. So do multiply, replenish the earth, means fill up the earth, subdue it, which means to trample down. Why is he telling us to trample down? That's all he's told us to increase. Well, because God understands that intention follows disrupt, disruption always follows intention. So when you decide to do something good, the first thing that shows up is something difficult. That's how life works. You decide to start eating right. Before you feel good, you have a healing crisis. You feel terrible, right? You start working out. You don't get stronger first. You get weaker, and then you get stronger. Why? Disruption always follows intention. Don't be deceived by the disruption that followed your intention to make your life better. Just check it off, as part of the. this is part of the process, this is part of the pattern, this is how it works, right? Okay, so he said, and then subdue it, and then, so those are all do's. Do increase, do replenish or fill up the earth, and then do trample everything that tries to stop you, and then he says, and then have dominion. Now, if you look at this realm of time, the purpose of time is being. The reason time exists is so that we have, a platform on which to become more than we already are that's why time exists anything we're going to become that we're not already is going to take time so here's my here's my best advice to you don't rush the washing machine let it go through all the cycles if you want the clothes to get clean right and so it, it like like if you have a, 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 a standard shift stick shift five speed or six speed car if you stay like if you just start you can't start out in fifth gear it takes time you gotta go through all the gears if you don't wanna eventually tear up your clutch or your transmission. You wanna go through all the gears to get into fifth gear or sixth gear or whatever the gear is you want. Like, don't rush the washing machine. Take your time getting there. And give yourself, more importantly than taking your time, you don't necessarily have to take your time. You can have a level of intensity, but give yourself time as you're being intense, right? Instead of comparing yourself with somebody. Who was already higher on the ladder of success when they came into the same opportunity as you, and so you think they're doing better than you because they are better than you, when they're only doing better than you because they already had some of the resources necessary when they came in that you didn't have when you came in. So, So the purpose of time is being, the purpose of space is doing. The reason time exists is for us to become. The reason space exists is for us to do. The reason matter exists is for us to have. So the purpose of matter is having. Your desire to have a nice car and a nice house and um, a bank account filled with money and to take nice vacations and to wear nice clothes and to provide the best life you can for your family, that desire, okay, I hope you all looking at my God-given eyeballs. you all looking? I'm going to say it now. That desire came from God. God gave you the desire to have more. Why? So that you would be willing to do more. And then when you bumped your head on your inability to do and stub your toe and your lack of capacity to do, you'd finally yield to the thing he cares about the most, which is becoming more. And when you become more, you will automatically be able to do more, which will automatically mean you deserve to have more. That's how life works. Okay. So, usually when I talk about this, I talk about the fact that, that this... Being speaks to our identity. I'm not really going to go into detail about that today because just, I don't have time, okay? Doing speaks to our activity. And then having speaks to our property. Okay, now, here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about we're going to call this what will we call these we'll call these powers these are the powers that you have okay the power of identity the power of activity the power of property these are so we got the platform the parameters the power and now we are going to have what i call the presets what are the presets this is this column right here this column over here on the right is the one that makes it so some people are really, really uber successful, and some people are on the struggle bus. Every politician who has ever said, and who will ever say, I'm just gonna solve income inequality, they're all lying. Anybody who ever says that, they're lying. Why? Because you can't solve income inequality because income doesn't exist in a vacuum. Income is the result of something. Legitimate income is the result of something. What is legitimate income the result of? It's the result of value. So you can't cure income inequality because you can't solve value creation inequality, right? Everybody's gonna bring a different level of value to the table and we're paid for the level of value that we bring to the table. So some people think they're paid for the amount of value, but if you bring a lot of value at a lower level, you still don't make that much money. So I'm not gonna go into it On the board, I'm just gonna tell you, like in Genesis chapter one, God also created four levels of value. And it's a principle we see all throughout scripture. The lowest level of value is implementation. If you're on the implementation level, you use your muscles. The resource you use to make money is your muscles over time, right? So you have a, muscles are a physical resource. Time is a limited resource. So you multiply a physical resource times a limited resource. It's going to give you lack. It can't produce an infinite return. It can't produce an abundant return, why? Because the the components are limited, so the result also has to be limited. Are y'all tracking? That's why people who are hourly workers don't make that much money, because you'll never be paid hourly based on what you are worth. You are only gonna be paid hourly on what the job is worth. Are y'all tracking? Okay, so so implementation, if you're on the implementation level, on the low end you make minimum wage, on the high end you might make 80,000 a year. But it caps out pretty much about 80,000 a year. Low-end, like minimum wage, you're making tacos at Taco Bell, flipping burgers at McDonald's. High-end, you're making $80,000 a year. Maybe you work on exotic cars and you're an exotic car mechanic, you might make 80000 a year. Okay, great. What's the next level? Unification. What's unification? Unification is you use the resources use on that level, your management skills, right? On that level, you're going to make on the low end $40,000 a year. On the high end, you might make a quarter of a million dollars a year. Low end, you're managing Taco Bell. High end, you're a manager, middle manager at Lockheed Martin or Boeing or one of those places. Great. You're making a quarter of a million dollars a year. But when you're making a quarter of a million dollars a year from a company, they want you to know, they know, they own you. They don't just want you to know it. They want you to know they know it right can i get a witness right <laughs> you know no your kids i don't care not about your kids baseball game i ain't paying you all this money so you can go watch your child play baseball right. right okay y'all track it okay that's the that's the second lowest level of value the next to the highest level of value where wealth begins to be created is called communication the resource we use on that level is we use our mouth we use our mind and our mouth but we use our mouth to create messages that move the masses we have conversations that create cash flow this is something almost like a very small percentage of our society has ever learned right is how to have conversations that create cash flow. Now, there are a couple of caveats. One, you have to have a mouth. And then two, you have to be willing to use it skillfully or to learn to use it skillfully, right? So you create messages. Like, what do I mean? I mean like authors. Screen, screenwriters like people who write movie plays, people who act in movies, singers, songwriters. These are people who create assets that they get paid on for the rest of their life. They make the movie once, they get paid on it for the rest of their life. They write the song once, they get paid on it for the rest of their life. They perform the song, put it on an album once, they get paid on it for the rest of their life. See, the, one, of the, one of the reasons if you're struggling financially, you're struggling, is because you signed up for the wrong program. There are two programs. One is called go to work, 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 get paid, go to work, 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 get paid. The other one's called go to work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, go to work, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid, get paid. You signed up for the wrong program, right? Because you signed up for the program where you're going to work to help someone else create their assets. Are y'all tracking? So, are, you're creating assets for somebody else and they're buying your time from you to create that asset so they don't have to do it themselves. I mean, it's just how it works. So so what are the presets that are gonna give us the ability to have assets? Because income follows assets. So this is this, is this whole long drawn out conversation. All of that was introduction, <laughs> right? Now we're gonna get to the point. Say, Myron, what's the point? The point is this. So it starts with mindset. I promise you, your mindset has more to do with where you are in life financially than any other thing. Mindset. What is mindset? What is it? Like, everybody uses the word mindset. What does mindset even mean? Right? What does that even mean? Well, it means your belief systems. That's one thing mindset means. It means the strength of your ability to discipline your expectations. What does that even mean? The strength of my ability to discipline my expectations. Here's what it means the better you are at only expecting favorable outcomes to the complete ignoring of unfavorable outcomes, the higher the level of your mindset. Like people with, with like great wealth creating mindsets, they have the ability to ignore impossibility. And to believe that the only thing that's impossible for me is that something will be impossible for me. Are y'all tracking? And so, so, and the reason, the reason most people have don't have a very empowered expectation based on the discipline to just do it over and over and over again, like most people have no practice whatsoever in only expecting outcomes they desire. Most people only expect outcomes they don't desire. Oh, yeah, this always happens to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I play with golf with people, and right before they get ready to roll a putt, they say, I always miss these. Why would you say that? Before I get ready to roll a putt, I don't care how difficult it is. Last, thing, last thought that goes through my mind. Good thing I'm one of the best putters in the world. <laughs> you say, but, Myron, are you really one of the best putters in the world? As far as I know. Right? And see, your problem is you believe the lies people told you your whole life about who you aren't. I believe the truth about who God told me I am my whole life. So I already know that all things are possible with him that believes. So the problem ain't whether or not I can do it. The real problem is whether or not I know how to believe I can do it. Are y'all, are y'all tracking? Yes. And so what we have to do is we have to develop a mindset that only gives energy to outcomes we desire and ignores even to our detriment sometimes, outcomes we don't desire. That's, it's, that's not impossible to do, it's hard to do. But it's so worth it, like most difficult things, it's so worth it. And so when you develop that as a skill, when you develop mental discipline, you have a mindset that can create wealth for you. Like, I don't, okay, for instance, some people you say, well, the author has mental has writer's block. He doesn't have a writer's block. He just believes the books are not going to sell. How many of y'all tracking? Right, Like, like I take off, like running like a crazy person as soon as I get an idea. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be great, and then I act as if it's going to be great. But what about this? Yeah, that's just a, that's 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 just that's insignificant. That doesn't matter. It's a mosquito, right? And so we give so much energy to the disruption that follows our intention we forget the intention that came before the disruption am i telling the truth today and so so mindset we have to develop a mindset we have to develop a mindset of conscientiousness which means i am going to become a person of my word do you realize you realize one of the main reasons people lack confidence is because the word confident means to confide which means to trust and most people don't trust themselves or have confidence in themselves because they've broken their word to themselves so many times in the past they can't believe a word they say you say you're going to be there, and then you don't show up. And you think the only person you let down was them, but you told yourself you are not a conscientious person. You said you're going to pay the bill, but you don't pay the bill, right? You're not. You're you're telling yourself, I am not trustworthy. Well, no wonder you doubt every time you say you're going to do something because you've lied to yourself so many times in the past you can't believe a word you say. What we have to learn how to do, the scripture says a good man, in, in Psalms 15, a good man, here's what it says, are you all ready? sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not what does that mean if i give you my word even if it's going to cost me money time inconvenience pain difficulty or whatever i'm going to do what i said i'm going to do because the more i keep my word the more i am being like god okay so we have to have mindset then what do we have to act so so mindset i am who god says i am and i expect what god told me to expect because what god tells me to expect in the future in eternity is already done because eternity is the forever now. That's why God knows the end from from the beginning, because what's a moving picture to us is a still shot to him. Anyway, mindset, we gotta have a mindset. Then we have to develop the skill set. Which means what? Well, I gotta get good at a thing. One of the reasons some people don't have assets, y'all ready? Because you ain't good at nothing. Did did I say it too fast, right? (laughs) Like you're just not good. Why? Because you've not dedicated yourself to an activity enough times to create mastery to develop mastery. When you develop mastery over time by repeatedly practicing the same exercise, well, eventually you can be good. And here's what happens. When you get really really good, it becomes impossible to ignore you. When, it be, when you become really really good, people start paying wait wait what what just happened? Start paying attention to you. And see, see, unfortunately, for most people, they are legends in their own mind and nowhere else. Right? And so most people, they think they're better than they are. You are so much, you will be so much better served if you are working to become better than people think you are. Here's what the Queen of Sheba said to Solomon. Queen of Sheba said to Solomon. I heard of your acts and of your wisdom in my own country. and I, However, I believed it not until my eyes came and I have seen, and here's what she said, the half hath not been told. Your wisdom and your prosperity exceedeth the fame, which I heard. Which means what? Which means it's okay for your wisdom to precede you, but it's not okay for your wisdom and reputation to exceed you. The experience of you should be better than the reputation of you, not worse. Skill set. And then the last one is tool set. So when we have the presets for success are mindset, skill set, and tool set. So we've got the platform, the parameters, the power, the presets. So here's why people don't have the mindset. Because mindset requires Perception. You have to perceive it. I'm gonna tell you what my dad used to tell me. Boy, go get my mom, I didn't see it. No one is so blind as you who will not see. If we understand that we don't really see with our eyes, we really see with our mind, and our eyes are just one of the things that our mind uses to see. And if my mind is blind to the possibility my eyes will be blind to the opportunity. Which means, like, by the way, that's why some, like, I can look at something and see, ooh, that's really great. And other people are like, that's great. Well, because I see, my mind sees the possibilities. My mind doesn't miss the possibilities, so my eyes don't miss the opportunities. So perception, you have to develop the ability to see potential. What is potential? The difference between what something is and what it could be. And one of the reasons people don't believe, they don't know how to perceive potential is because they believe their eyes. And the scripture tells me, I can't believe my eyes because my eyes tell lies. That's why the scripture says we're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. Why? Doubt is created in the eyes. Faith is created in the ears. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Okay, perception. Skill set. You know what skill set comes from? Skill sets, in order for you to have the right mindset, it requires perception. In order for you to have the right skill set, it requires practice. You talk, man, you talking about me about practice? Yes, I'm talking to you about practice. I, I heard this on Instagram. I don't know who said it. I heard a, some Instagram meme. Amateurs practice until they get it right. Pros practice until they can't get it wrong. I want to be a pro. I want to practice till I can't get it wrong. So develop a skill set. What does that mean? It means mastery. What is mastery? Mastery is the ability to execute effortlessly without the use of conscious resources. And then tool set. Where do we get the tool set? We We have to make a payment. We have to pay for the tool sets because other people have created tool sets that we can use with our skill set, but in order for us to get them, we have to pay for it. And here's what happens. Most people, most people, have the most resistance in their life when it comes time to pay. But I, I submit to you, you will never be good at sales until you get good at buying. Why? Because everything reproduces after its own kind. And if you only love to get paid and you hate to pay, you're gonna attract people who only love to get paid and who hate to pay. One of the greatest things I do for my clients I charge them a lot of money to work with me. Some of you in here are my clients. You know I charge a lot of money to work with me. And I don't back in the door. You say, that's something you do for your clients? Yes, why? Because people who are unwilling to pay will be unable to charge. And if I buy into your belief that you can't afford something, I did not serve you. I enabled you because everything is figure outable. If I buy into your lie that you believe that you can't afford something, you're gonna buy into the lie that your clients tell you that they can't afford it. People don't buy what they can afford, they buy what they want. And you already know it's true. Everybody in here has stuff in their closet we bought before we couldn't afford it. Or a car in our driveway we bought we couldn't afford Or we living in a house that when we bought it we couldn't afford it. But what do we do? We figured it out. When you get this, you will go from the divergence of wealth creation to the convergence of wealth creation. And you will converge on creating wealth like you never have in your life. Thanks for joining me for this recorded video. Guys, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, and click the notification bell and all the other youtube stuff that YouTubers do when they're watching videos that they like. All right, peace out, Cub Scouts. I'm out of here.